Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The end of November rolls around each year and the battle commences between one side and another. There is a victor. There is a loser. One side gets to gloat. The other side is left in despair. Permit me this morning to gloat in victory. That Jesus Christ is, in fact, raised from the dead. If we were using setting one in our hymnal, we might sing a song, maybe some of you know it, having worshipped in other Lutheran churches, we might sing that song that goes, This is the feast of victory for our God. St. Paul, in the words of 1 Corinthians 15, our epistle for today, writes with all the cocksure attitude, the pride, the victory, the joy, the celebration of knowing that his Savior is raised from death, that he serves one who has come to undo death's curse. It is always at the end of November when we, as the church year draws to an end, we are reminded that this world, too, will reach an end. It was depicted in our gospel for today from Matthew 25 when Jesus tells a parable of the separation between sheep on the right hand of the king and goats on the left. The sheep are gathered into the kingdom. The goats cast into eternal fire with the devil and all his angels. My dear fellow Christians, you are on the winning side. The victory is already yours. Though the clock has not ticked down to zero, though Christ has not yet returned in glory, you gather this day to stare death in the face and say, you're finished. Jesus Christ, as Paul calls him in our epistle, is the destroyer of death. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. The people of God gather week in and week out to laugh at death, 
to stand over it in triumph. In spite of everything in our life that would tell us otherwise. The breaking down of our bodies, the struggle day in and day out. Our King Jesus is a warrior king. One who puts his enemies to death. One who even puts death itself to death. Destroys it forever. Paul reminds us that Jesus is the first fruits of those risen from the dead. That's an important term to remember. We often think of that when we talk about our giving, our tithing, that we ought to give off the top, the first fruits of what we have. Well, there is also a first fruits of the resurrection. And if Jesus alone had risen from the dead by himself, only for himself to be raised, one with such power and might would be worthy of our worship. But Jesus is only the first fruits, meaning there are more to come. That these bodies gathered in this place here will live forever because they will be raised by Jesus on the last day and gathered into his kingdom forever, subject to God the Father in a creation remade, made to be what it was established to be in the very beginning. There was no death when God created the world. Through the one man, Paul says, Adam, all die. Because of Adam's sin, you and I are born into sin. We are born with this curse of death. But Jesus is the new Adam. As in Adam all die, so in Christ, Paul says, shall all be made alive. That is the sort of king who rules over us. And that language might defend our American democratic sensibilities to talk about living under the rule of a king. But indeed, that's who Christ is and his resurrection enthrones him as the one who rules over all things. And puts all things under his feet for the sake of his father. That he might hand all things over to the father and restore creation to what it once was. It might startle you a bit to think of yourself not so much as a subject, but as one under a rule. Under a reign. We pray in the Lord's Prayer, Thy kingdom come. And we, maybe in our mind's eye, picture that referring to that last day when Jesus comes to separate the sheep and the goats. But as Paul reminds us, He reigns and rules even now. For He must reign until He has put all His enemies under His feet and the last enemy to be destroyed is death. Paul reminds us in the book of Philippians that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. What a powerful thought 
that all the enemies and powers and rules of the world will one day confess that Jesus is Lord. Satan himself will one day acknowledge that Jesus is Lord. His demons will ultimately acknowledge that Jesus is Lord when he judges them for all eternity. We, thanks be to God, do not wait until the end when the outcome is so clear that it'll be obvious that Jesus is indeed Lord of all and King of all the universe. We gather in joyful celebration today, dear brothers and sisters, because this Jesus, in fact, has been raised from the dead. But he's the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. There is more to come. We will not wait until the final day of judgment to confess him as Lord. We do so this day because he is indeed the destroyer of death, the one who undoes sin's dread curse, the one who will put all power and authority and every enemy under his feet and restore the reign of all things to God the Father. A perfect creation, a perfect world, bodies that do not decay, but that live forever. This is the feast of victory. Jesus Christ has, in fact, been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Christ has been raised, then at his coming, those who belong to Christ. In this kingdom, where Christ, the destroyer of death and king of all creation, in this kingdom, where we confess him as Lord and ruler of all, as king of kings and Lord of lords, in this kingdom, He reigns right now, forgiving sins, washing us in his blood, and holding before our eyes this very day this hope and promise of an eternity that cannot be taken away from us. Satan's head has been crushed already, as was promised to Adam and Eve in the garden. Christ has triumphed by his cross, risen from the grave, so that you will be raised as well. Today, brothers and sisters, we get to gloat. We are not on the losing side. We are not those left without hope. Christ has been raised from the dead. In fact, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Today, And for always, we are the winning side. Our King, King Jesus, reigns here and now and is bringing and will bring all powers and all enemies under his feet and conquer it all. Today, 
is the feast of victory for our God and for you, dear Christian. Today, let us celebrate and feast on the very body and blood given by Jesus for us. Forgiveness for sinners and a joyful taste of what's to come for all eternity. May God the Father who rules over all things and His Son who has been established as King of all things fill you with joy and celebration this day as He, Jesus, reigns and rules over you and for you, the conqueror and destroyer of death and the giver of all good gifts, the greatest gifts of all, forgiveness, life, and salvation. What joy, brothers and sisters, to be the victors for all eternity. Amen.